This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Welcome to Ice Flame. Join us on another Star Wars adventure. Punch it, Chewie. Welcome, welcome to Ike's Flame in another Star Wars adventure this week. And super excited to be back with you guys and be able to talk some Mandalorian again this week. And <clears throat> to be able to talk about episode two of season three of Mandalorian, which I thought was very good. Um, it's what I was hoping for. We're getting into some Mandalorian lore, which we'll talk about. And just... Yeah, it was pretty cool um, to see all that happens in this. And I, yeah, I, I think this episode left us in a really good spot to see where we're going to go for the rest of the season. Uh, this was a lot of fun. So with that said, uh, as always, you guys can connect with us on Instagram and TikTok and uh Social media there uh, with Ike's, uh, Ike's Flame and Star Wars Adventure, so go look us up. I'd love to connect with you and um, just be hear what you guys think. Um, hear what you guys think on Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, you Get your feedback and all that good stuff. So, this week we are going to dive in and talk about Episode 2, which is called... The Minds of Mandalore, Chapter 18, Season 3, Episode 2, The Minds of Mandalore. And, like I said, I just thought it was it was good. Um, we dived into a lot of fun stuff, uh, and it was just, it was very interesting. So, let's run through it. Um, like, what we're going to do, we're going to run through the episode, chit-chat a little bit, and then we'll, um, after our break, we will come back and just discuss what I thought I saw and things that we may have coming up and just my interpretation of the episode. So first off we got, um, we ended up on Tatooine. Um, it's Boonta Eve. Um, and which we see people celebrating that we, um, get to see our beloved mechanic Palamato and, uh, she's fixing a speeder for Rodian and Jawas are involved and, there's a little bit of uh, some uh, sketchy, sketchy scam business going on with the Jawas, but um, so that's where that's where the the episode opens up, and Din arrives and is in one Starfire and tells um, Mara that she need he needs a part for his droid uh, for IG Eleven, and and that he. She kind of jokingly, which I thought was funny, was calls him a grandpa just because, like, he wants the old part and, like, not willing to um, part with that. And then um, as they're talking, he's like, hey, I need a droid who can talk, who can, I'm going to Mandalore and um, all this stuff. And she, um, she then sees, we get the R5 series astromech um, and... Uh, he takes, she, Mato ends up, um, Mato ends up convincing him just to take R5, and it's an R5 D4 unit, and, uh, he takes it to Mandalore to be his droid to help him, and it fits it into his N1 Starfighter, and it works great, and, um, so they take this, the astromech, so that they can, 
uh, he can have a droid when he gets the Mandalore. And so this happens. He takes the astromech. And then um, next thing we get, kind of as the Grogu and Din are on their way to Mandalore, we get a... We get a interesting scene. Like it's definitely a uh, Din being a dad. Um, he's they're on their way, and he's like, "Hey, there's this planet that I grew up on. This is Mandalore. There's the planet that we visited Bo Katan on," and explains to Grogu why he needs to know the star maps and. That way he's never lost and that Mandalore's know the star maps because they're never lost and all this. And so I just find find that very interesting. And it's kind of a cool way they lay that out. And so um, we so so he points out like the Moon of Concordia, which is where Death Watch really initiated. Um, and we have Kilavala, which is where Bo Katan is at currently and all this and so it's just interesting to see how, in my mind, see how Mando Din is teaching uh, Bo or te- not Bo Katan um, Grogu in this scene, and so they descend into the Mandalore atmosphere. Mandalore, there's a lot of um, just a lot of like almost like a constant thunderstorm, like a magnetic field, bombs lightning like uh that is still effect from the purge of mandalore and it's it's interesting to see how like the entry to mandalore is really really rough they get below that though and it actually gets pretty smooth um it's the flying is smooth obviously there's a lot of issues with this and um there's like everything's destroyed on mandalore and wreckage and buildings and all this and so that and that aspect is pretty rough so then they land he sends r5 out and he to see test like take an air sample to make sure it's breathable and all this while dan and grogu stay in the ship r5 doesn't come back he actually disappears off the scanner and when that happens uh den's like well i better go out there so he then pressurizes his helmet which i didn't know he could do but pretty cool um at least i don't think we've seen that before um he pressurizes his helmet so he can get out leaves grogu in uh the ship and he goes out finds r5 figures out everything's breathable and they are good to go from that point and so and but when he goes out to get r5 he runs into these things are called Olamites, which are these like monster ogre type things with, and they have like clubs and all that. And so he has to fight them. So there's definitely life on Mandalore, um, a little grungy, a little rough, uh, but there's life on Mandalore at this point. And um, when he's fighting them, we also get to see Din pull out the dark saber. And so Din uses the dark saber because he lost his blaster, and he is very clumsy. He he can't control it very well, but he does defeat them, and they go back and get Grogu, and then from there, uh, they go to they find the civic center, and then they go below that and are searching for the mines of Mandalore at this point. And with that, they are going through a bunch of um, tunnels and passages, underground passages under the city, main city, and 
looking and they see different creatures off the side and like these like I don't know what they are like dog I don't know they're not dogs but they're like I don't know four-legged creatures that are um, hard to kind of describe but they're kind of gross disgusting definitely act like they want to come after him but they don't um, and so as they do this they're exploring and then kind of starts to go down this tunnel and he sees a mandolin helmet buried in the buried in the rubble and dirt and sand and all this and so he picks it up but as he picks it up he is trapped um, by this big spider thing kind of reminds me of a spider um, that like traps him in this metal cage and takes him off and uh, Grogu kind of gets away and hides so Grogu doesn't get caught and we see Grogu um, he leaves and uh, well Grogu kind of disappears and then Mando is taken to the main layer hideout of this droid spider thing and is uh, put up somewhere um, just hanging in this metal cage and um, he's injected with like a I don't even know what it is like some type of like a needle but then it's I don't know if it has like serum or something in it it makes him very groggy it seems like um, and as that happens Grogu approaches the cage and tries to use the force to break him out he's not able to and then they the guy who's captured him realizes hey this guy's trying to get away and all this and din in this moment says go he tells um he tells grogu to go get uh bo katan and bring her back and so uh din is left there grogu Actually, this was a really cool scene. I love this scene because Grogu takes off and as he does that, uh, he like force pushes uh, some people like the, an Alamite, one of the creature things out of the way. He like is racing up this. It was just a cool thing. And we got to see Grogu use the force some in this uh, as he in this episode and as he escapes the these tunnelways and passageways in Mandalore. And so he gets back up to the N1 Starfighter. He loads up. He tells R5 or whatever, hey, we're going to find Bo-Katan. And so they go do that. Um, and as he, they they are getting there, Bo-Katan's droid's like, hey, like, you got a visitor. And it looks like Din and all this. And um, she's really kind of upset still, ticked off. Like, hey, like, what the crap is this guy doing back here? And... Like, I told him I didn't want anything to do with all this. And as this happens, she then walks up to the Starfighter and just sees it's Grogu. And she's like, where's Din? Uh, what's going on? And so they pack up. They get on uh, uh, Bo-Katan's ship and they fly to Mandalore and they go to save. And so Grogu leads uh, Bo-Katan to Din, she saves Din, and all that, all that happens there, and interesting. Uh, Bo-Katan tells Grogu at one point, like, "Hey, the Jedi Mandalorian once got along really well," and all, there's this kind of interesting tad bit of conversation that she has, and um, so they they find Din, they capture Din, and 
as that happens, after the catch room, he, he has to recover a little bit. Um, we also get to see Bo Katan use the dark saber because she has, uh, which she is much more agile and graceful and actually able to use the dark saber well. <laughs> um, but there was, but we then we see so Din gets free. They uh, they are kind of they at this point they go and rest. They eat some food uh, above the civic center and kind of on this ledge and at this point they're like hey we need to go Din's like I need to go find the um find the living waters to redeem himself and all this and the mines and so Bo-Katan's like hey I'll take you because if not you're not going to get there like it's hard to get there and all this so Bo-Katan takes them um and as they get down there it gets pretty serious um and Din, I think, is kind of in awe. Din is like, hey, this is, like, because he, this is another thing I, I don't think I mentioned earlier, but he said he hasn't actually been to Mandalore. Um, so he grew up on Concordia, has never actually been to Mandalore. And so I think this is a little bit of, like, a, I don't know, like a very religious, significant moment for him, and maybe it's a good way to put it. Um, and he talks about the creed and all this and, both Takan and him have a conversation. Is uh, they they take him. He gets when he gets to the mines of Mandalore. Uh, they get there and they he starts to he takes off his jetpack and I think his most of his weapons and he actually goes in to the pool um, and. They, as they do this, uh, Din is taken, like, he falls, I, th- I don't know if he falls or exactly what happens, he gets, like, sucked in to, he gets sucked in to the mine and ends up way down at the bottom, and Bo-Katan uses her, uh, whatever it is, what is that, the, her, um, uses her jetpack and they go she goes down rescues him and uh, they come back up and as they're coming back up they see something that I think Bo-Katan is flabbergasted at um, so they talk about the mythosaurus mythosaurus and as they do they and they're going in the mines, they actually see a mythosaur. Um, and they thought this, I think they either just thought it was lore that was made up, or it was extinct, or whatever, but we see a mythosaur, like, opens his eyes, his or her eyes, or whatever the creature does, and um, at this point, I think Bo-Katan's like, oh my goodness, like, let's get out of here. And so they speed away, they get out, um, and they... Den kind of revives and starts breathing again, and they are out and kind of standing beside the Mines of Mandalore, and the episode ends. Um, and she, Bo-Katan's staring out into the water and is like, what just happened? And it's kind of an epic ending. So that's where the episode ends. So let's uh, take a break, and we will be right back with you. 
Alrighty, we are back with you, and we are going to break this down a little more. So we got the planet, um, like I said, we got the, we'll go through top to bottom, um, start to finish. So they start on Tatooine. Um, it was just fun to see Palomato and the Jawas and all that again. Um, it was interesting that they, uh, we get to see some, like, I think it's pod racing at one point, but um, kind of glimpses of it. And we get to see it's Boonta Eve, which is definitely throw back to episode one um, with Anakin and Qui-Gon and all that. And as this happens, um, it's just interesting. And I think it's interesting that uh, Din ends up taking the R5 unit, um, which I don't know for sure on this. Um, I mean, it always reminds me of the R5, which it may just be the same series, R5 series. Um, I'm guessing it's not the same droid, but it reminds me of the, very similar to R5 series that we see in episode four, um, in A New Hope, when, uh, Luke is buying droids, um, for moisture farming from the Jawas and all that. So, um, just side note, uh, I find that interesting. And so we get that. So Din has his droid to go to there. Um, I also think it's interesting that... Um, and so we go to the next scene and we get um, Din teaching Grogu maps and star maps and star charts and all this, which I think is really cool, actually. I think this also shows the connection they have. It also shows, like, the direction this is going. Like, yeah, Grogu, and we talk about this later, but Grogu has some force powers that we see, but Grogu is staying with Din. I feel like at this point... Grogu is not going to leave Din. He's not going to go be a Jedi. Like, we got a little bit of that in the book of Boba Fett, but, like, Grogu is staying with Din, and Din knows that. And so it's just interesting how that plays out. And so it's cool to see all this. Um, and cool to see the relationship between Grogu and Din and how, they, how they're working together and how Din is, like, teaching Grogu, like, how to live in those galaxy and all this stuff um, which I find really cool um, and then from there we get the entry into the atmosphere of Mandalore which is really rough um, we get yeah we get all this um, we get this uh, there's like magnetic field issues fusion bombs there's uh, we get this like lightning type stuff which i think is part of the fusion bombs and all this and it's a really rough entry and um so it's definitely like because we hear a couple times that like mandalore's cursed that you can't go back there and that the air is toxic and we've heard this and when you just like fly by to buy it from like orbit like out outside of the atmosphere like you're like yeah definitely like you look when we approach mandalore it was like, oh, this is rough. Like, it's going to be real. Like, even just to get into Mandalore, it's going to be a rough flight. And so that's interesting as well. So they get through that. Um, they end up finding it's not pressurized. We find that there's other creatures on Mandalore that are living and make most of the wreckage and all this uh, that Den fights. Uh, we get to see Den use the Darksaber, um, which is pretty cool. Um, we can also tell that he is still very bad with it. Um, I saw a meme, I think yesterday maybe, it was like, like, Din's gonna hurt himself with that thing if he doesn't put it away, which is kind of what you felt like, Din's gonna cut his own toe off or arm off or something, I don't know. But he was just very clumsy with it. I mean, he killed them and got away, but it was still just like, 
really kind of rough and clumsy. Um, so it'll just be interesting, like, because he's still in possession of the Darksaber, so it'll be like, okay, like, somebody going to train him? How's this going to work? Like, um, to actually be able to use it well. Uh, yeah, so I just find that interesting as well. The other thing I thought was pretty cool, and I think I mentioned this earlier, was like, uh, we get to see that Din can pressurize his helmet. So um, we, he goes out and he pressurizes it to make sure just in case. And, like, that was pretty cool to see Din, like, like I didn't know he could do that. Um, I don't know if other Mandalorians can or not, but I didn't know that was a thing. So it was pretty cool to see that. Um, and just kind of another neat, cool thing that Din is able to do. And then as we keep going... Uh, Den's captured by this creature thing, which is interesting. Um, just sounds, it seems like this creature thing, and this creature thing is actually really small. We see that he like breaks off of his like equipment like twice, I think. I mean, this creature thing looks like it's, I mean, the size of my head or something. It's it does I don't think it's big, um, from my from what I picked up, but. Uh, when we just see that actually captures Din, we see other like dog type creatures and things making the most of a wrecked world. And I think it's really cool that we get to see Grogu use his force. We get to see Grogu use some, do some force powers that we have not seen go to, seen that happen yet. Um, Grogu actually like does a flip at one point, um, and some different things, which is pretty cool. Um, as he's escaping and does a force push and like, so we see Grogu is learned. And so I'm interesting to, to see where, if Grogu, if we're going to see this throughout the season and we're going to see Grogu like learn and grow and, um, use his force powers, even though he's not a Jedi. Uh, so I think that'll be really interesting as well as we go on that. And so then Grogu goes and gets Bo-Katan who, at first is really mad and then realizes it's just Grogu and that Din's in trouble and she immediately like says oh well because she mentioned in the last episode she never wants to see Din again well obviously she didn't hold to that because she's like okay this dude needs help and Grogu needs help and so I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go help him and so Bo-Katan goes and helps they take um they take her ship and do this, and, um, and I think I mentioned this this earlier, which as well, she mentioned Grogu that Jedi, the Jedi and Mandalorians once fought alongside each other, and that, like, just, like, that's interesting. And I think that also, like, that could definitely be a foreshadow of how Grogu starts to fit into this Mandalorian culture. That, like, even though he's a Force user, he's not, a tr- like, what you think of as your typical Mandalorian. Like, he, he is... He can, he can still use the Force, and the Mandalorians would be okay with that. And so I think that's interesting. And so we see a pretty cool fight scene as Bo-Katan uh, frees Mandalore, or Din, and um, that, and then as this happens, uh, we get to see Bo-Katan use the Darksaber, which she is really good at. Um, and also we get to see her use her combat shield, uh, which I love every time we get to see that. Um, let's see her use her combat shield. It's like a little thing on her wrist that pops up. Um, and uh, it's cool to see how, yeah, how well Bo Katan can use the Darksaber. And so we get this, and then uh, we get to see them eating dinner or something. Uh, 
over the Civic Center, as they look out over the Civic Center, they talk about the Creed, they talk about Mandalore not being cursed, they talk about um, Mandalorian history and some different things. But it, and it's interesting. And then Den's like, hey, we need to get going. And Bo-Katan offers to take him to the Living Water um, and the that and the Mines of Mandalore. And they do, and so they go. And this is where things get really weird and really fun. Um, so as Den is, they're talking, and Den is, he takes off his jetpack and things in goes to bathe in the mines of the Mandalore and as he does he like he takes a few steps down for like four or five and then just drops like it's like he's like sucked into the water and he drops all the way to the bottom and Bo-Katan has to go rescue him and as we mentioned earlier they see a mythosaurus which is very interesting um, I don't know what this is gonna, how this is gonna play out. Um, I don't know exactly. Like I'm trying to think, even like legends, like what, what, uh, what type of role that the myth source plays in the legends. I don't know that. Um, and it's just so interesting. And they see that. I think this is a. They, from my understanding, they thought this was either long extinct or just folklore. Like, it never actually was a thing. Um, and so, but Bo-Katan sees this as she's rescuing. And, I mean, we just see, like, the head of it, which looks huge. We don't even get to see the whole thing. And so, but we do get to see the creature's eye open, which is like, okay, what's happening here? And I don't, I mean, I'm just going to be interested to see, like, how's this going to play out? Um, is this thing going to wake up? Is this thing going to show them something? Is this like, what all is going on here? And like, I mean, and like, even as like, is this the layer? Are they going to find like the layer of the mythosaurus? Like, are they going to find something and like all this? And so I don't know. It'll, it'll be really interesting to see what happened um, and what is going on and so yeah I mean, it's hard to know um, what what like what what's going to what's happening what are they going with this um, and I'm trying to look up here like did they have anything um, uh, yeah I mean I'm not seeing hardly anything like we see that, like, the skull type thing that we see for, like, the Mandalorian emblem, like, is a Mythosaur skull. So, like, we get that, but, like, that is pretty much all we know. Um, we, yeah, and I don't, yeah, we don't know really anything outside of that. So, I would be really interesting to see, like, what... What, like, where's all this going? Um, yeah, because really all we know is, like, it's an armor signet. And we see this armor signet. If you guys if you guys see it, you'll, you'll recognize it more as a Mandalorian, sign, Mandalorian uh, emblem, which it is. 
than actually being the Mythosaurus, uh, probably. And so, it's just interesting. So, I don't know where this is going. I think it's, like, it's very exciting, and I'm super excited to see, like, what's happening with this. Where are they going? What are they doing? <laughs> what's going to come of this in the future? And, I mean, this is something we didn't get hinted at in the trailers or anything. Um, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, my. This is going to be pretty cool. So, that's my thought on episode two. Um, let me know what you guys think. Uh, I think, I mean, I gotta. I don't know if that thing's gonna wake up and it's gonna be like the start of episode three, and they're gonna have to fight this thing or at least escape it, um, and like all the what's gonna happen there, and if it, it's even gonna somehow expose some more lore, uh, Mandalorian lore. Um, so it'll just be interesting to see how all that plays out. So. With that said, that's our episode for the day. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I um, hope you guys are enjoying The Mandalorian. It's super fun. I, I've enjoyed it so far, um, especially through just the first two episodes. And we got, what, six more to go or something like that. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. And uh, so always love to connect with you guys and be able to do that. So find us on social media, I explain, and connect with you guys there. So thanks for listening today, and have a great week. Light the fire. <laughs>